You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 172, Learning to Hear. You know, in the Gospels, in the New Testament, one of the the phrases that Jesus uses over and over again, usually after giving a teaching or sharing a parable, he would tell his audience, he would say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, obviously, if they could hear him physically, they could hear, right? I mean, they had just heard him give the teaching. They had just heard him give the parable. But what Jesus was actually trying to do was to help them go deeper because it's not enough to just hear the words, but did they really understand? And, you know, we live in a very, very loud society. There's always something playing in the background. There's a TV on, a stereo, or a radio, or, or maybe, you know, you've always got your earbuds in listening to music or something else. You know, one of the first keys to learning to hear and in, in, in a key to really developing our spirituality is learning how to embrace periods of silence. You know, I find that the, the best ideas that I have come in in periods of silence, uh, whether I'm in a shower or I'm taking a walk or I'm working out or, or, but, but it's, it's, it's a time when, when, you know, there may be ambient noise, there might even be music playing in the background, but I'm not focusing on something else. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not checking Facebook. I'm not reading email. I'm, I'm giving my, my mind and my spirit an opportunity to be quiet. And I also find it's in those moments that that I begin to sense, I begin to hear a, a voice from, from another realm. I begin to hear God. I begin to hear the Holy Spirit speaking. And and if, if we're Christians, this shouldn't sound weird at all. If we're we're believers, if we're people who who put our trust in Jesus, then obviously we want to develop our ability to hear from God. And so what I want to do is I want to give just a a few thoughts, a few keys on developing our ability to hear. And you know, some of these things you can kind of take at surface level, but really we're looking, uh, because you know, when you talk about communication, I mean, that's an art in and of itself. When uh, my last few years at the police department, I, I taught once or twice a month at the police academy. And one of the things that I taught um, police officers, new police officers, supervisors, managers, was the the art of communication. How do you communicate? How do you really hear? And how do you communicate your thoughts in a way that's easy to understand? But but at a spiritual level, this is very very important as well. And the things that that we're going to talk about will hopefully enhance our ability to hear 
that, that voice from outside, to hear God speaking, to get clarity in our own thoughts. Um, some might call these uh, spiritual disciplines, but, but really the goal, whatever we call them, is to uh, cultivate our sense of hearing so that we can hear when God speaks. First of all, we want to develop, especially as a Christian, you want to develop a love for the Scriptures. We can never get away from the fact that God speaks to His people through His Word. His Word comes alive as we prayerfully read it. Now, I understand. I'm a Bible teacher. I've taught in Bible schools, schools of ministry. I've preached. I've taught all over the world. And so often I have people who have been, even Christians for years, would come up and talk about you know, how difficult it is to, to read the Bible or how they read and they don't understand. And, you know, I, I, I've been reading the Bible and studying it now for over 40 years, and I love God's Word. I don't understand everything that I read, but I sure understand a lot more now than I did when I first started. And, you know, when I first started reading the Bible daily, you know, there were times I wouldn't read something, but I'd keep going. Um, you know, I can pick up uh, pretty much any book that, that I've got on my vast, uh, in my ba- vast library and pull it out and start reading. And at some point, I'll come across a word I don't know or come across some concept that I'm not familiar with. There's always going to be things I don't know, but I don't stop reading. And it's through the scriptures that God guides us. He begins to speak to us. Our thoughts begin to align with his. There's a verse in John, John 15, 7. It says, and this was Jesus speaking. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. Well, obviously we know that God answers our prayers when we pray according to his will. Well, how do we know we're praying according to his will? That's because we get God's word inside of us. Our thoughts, our desires, our hearts, our goals, our dreams begin to align with God's word. And, you know, for those who would say, well, I just don't really, I've never created a habit for reading the Bible or I don't understand the Bible, there are plenty of great resources out there. You know, the version on your phone or iPad or tablet or whatever, um, you know, the version is the most downloaded Bible app in the world, millions and millions of, of downloads. And it has so many different translations of the scriptures. And I'm sure you'll be able to find one that will help you and that'll that'll make it easy for you to understand. But there's also so many reading plans um, available to guide you as you embark on a journey of learning and studying and reading and meditating on God's Word. Number two, and we're talking about developing our ability to hear. Number two, it's through prayer. You say, wait a minute, in prayer, I'm talking. I'm talking in prayer, so how can I hear? Well, really, if that's your, your idea of prayer, that's only about half right. Um, prayer is conversation. The uh, early Christian mystics described prayer as spiritual breathing. Breathing in, breathing out. Breathing in, breathing out. And, and it's learning to talk to God and then listen. If we want to learn to, to hear, if we want to sharpen up our ability to hear from God, we have to spend time in prayer. And this might mean spending time in silence. It might mean praying and then being quiet. It might mean taking a, a passage of Scripture and praying through it and asking God to give you insight and then seeing what He says. But prayer 
is the, the, the framework that so often God speaks to us through. You know, there's no magic formulas to prayer. If, if we believe that God is our Father, then we should be able to approach Him with the attitude of a child talking to their father about anything. He cares about your needs. He cares about the things that you're going through. And He also cares that, that, that you're willing to pray about other people's needs and, and, and go to Him in prayer and lift these things up. It's so important. You know, and again, the Scriptures can assist us in prayer. I think prayer and Bible reading go hand in hand. I mean, there are so many prayers listed in the Bible. If you go through Paul's letters, he gives prayer. You know, he couldn't visit the churches as often as he'd like. He couldn't do a conference call with them or, you know, preach to them via Skype. He, he, he would write them a letter, and in those letters, he would write prayers for them. And, you know, what a great prayer to pray, one of the prayers that the Apostle Paul wrote for, for his churches. So, a love of the Scriptures, prayer, and then... I want you to hang on because we will be right back. I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Reflections on the Resurrection, now also available in paperback along with the ebook version. Reflections on the Resurrection is a wonderful study guide a wonderful devotional, and even a wonderful tool to give you some insights on how important the resurrection of Jesus from the dead really is. You know, this is one of those things that so many people in attacking the Christian faith attack the resurrection. And this is not new. This has been around since since the very beginning. And the reality is, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, Christianity is a complete farce. It's, it's totally fraudulent. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, that's how important it is. The fact that Jesus rose from the dead, uh, Paul said he was declared to be the Son of God with power through the resurrection of the dead. So the, the, the Reflections on the Resurrection book is full of great insights uh, to help you if you've got any friends that are agnostic or atheist or just like to be critical of the Christian faith, some, some great tools that you can kind of point them towards the evidence and the arguments that strengthen, the arguments that, that exist to prove that Jesus did rise from the dead. So check out Reflections on the Resurrection. I know you'll love it. Well, we are back, and we've talked about, we're talking about learning to hear. We've talked about the importance of developing a love for the Scriptures, uh, for, for developing a love of prayer. And then number three, if we really want to hear... We need to be a part of a thriving Christian community or a church. That's what I'm talking about here. Being a part of a good, healthy church. And I get it. There's a lot of people who had bad experiences with the church. I understand completely. You know, recently I was I was out with some friends. We went to a restaurant and, you know, we ordered our food and, and, and my order didn't come out. And, uh, you know, everybody else's order came out and the waiter said, oh, you know, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Everybody else had finished their meals by the time mine got, got there. And when it got there, it was wrong. What do you do? I wasn't going to send it back, so I just ate it. And I probably won't go to that restaurant again. But you know what? I love to eat. And there's plenty of great restaurants out there, so I'm not going to lack for something to eat. And I think sometimes we forget, if you go to one church and it's not... You, you don't fit in, fine. Try another one. 
and then try another one because eventually you're going to find your, your family. You're going to walk in like so many people do at our church, C3 Church uh, here in Atlanta, and, and they walk in and they go, this is what I've been looking for. I feel like I'm home now. And and that's what we're looking for in church. But But it's important to be a part of a thriving Christian community because we develop our hearing as we're surrounded with like-minded people. What do you mean by that, David? That just sounds crazy. How do I hear God through other people? Well, it's very simple. Paul describes the church as the body of Christ. Now, if he meant what he was saying, and I've got no reason to doubt the Apostle Paul, if he meant what he said and he when he described the church as the body of Christ, that means we also speak for Jesus. Now, does that mean we're always right? No, we're human. We fail. We get it wrong sometimes. But more often than not, I think we get it right. And we, when, when we speak to each other with a good heart and with the right intentions, very often we may be very well speaking for God to that person without even really thinking about it. Um, if you're involved in a small group or a connect group or a Sunday school class or whatever you have at your church, you know, very often you have these these times of sharing and, you know, you share something that you, that, that you need prayer for or, or a challenge that you're facing in your life. And, you know, you might get some input from your friends and they may share things that you've never even thought of because the Holy Spirit's living in them too. And it's just so important to be going in the same direction with a great group of people. And God never intended that the Christian life be lived on your own. We were created for connection. You know, in the Bible, in Genesis, when God made man, after a period of time, he looked at man and said, it's not good for man to be alone. And you know, often we think of that verse, we go, oh, well, he's talking about marriage because he made Eve right after that. But really, if you look at the entire Bible, he was saying man was not meant to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. We were created for connection. Yes, marriage, absolutely, it's wonderful. But at the same time, we were created to be connected to each other as well in community. So a part of a good, healthy church is going to help you develop that ability to hear better. And then the last one, just a real quick recap. We've talked about a love of the scriptures, prayer, being a part of a thriving church. And then the last one may surprise you. It's cultivating a spirit of generosity. You know, it's interesting, when I, whenever I share this one, people look at me like, wait a minute, this is, is this a giving message? No, no, it's not. I'm, I'm really wanting to help you develop your ears to be able to hear God's voice better. You say, well, what does generosity have to do that with that? Well, everything. Because what I've found, and I believe what the Bible teaches is that generosity opens up our hearts to hear from God in ways that other things don't. You know, the the stingy person, the person that wants to hold on to, to, to everything they have, the person that doesn't want to give, the person that rationalizes why they don't give, very often that person, it, they're, they're probably not hearing from God regularly. But what you'll find is the person who says, God, everything I've got is yours, just tell me what to give. I'll give it. You want a tenth? Great. You want 20%? Great. You want me to uh, tithe and then give extra to this and extra to that? Whatever. I mean, that's that's what we do. We just, we always have. But it's, it's being generous that keeps our heart open and in a position to receive from God. 
you know, it 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 it, it sounds counterintuitive. I mean, how how would giving, how would being generous, um, develop my ability to hear? But there's a story in Acts 10, and I'm not going to read it, but I just challenge you to read it. Um, Cornelius the centurion, not a Christian. He's a Roman centurion, a man of war. But he was attracted to the Jewish religion. He was attracted to the Jewish faith. And one day it says while he was um, uh, praying, I guess praying you know, th- during the, the afternoon when the Jews did, he was, he was trying to find God in his own way. It says that God gave him a vision of an angel. And the angel says, your prayers and your give your giving has gotten God's attention. And is essentially what the angel said. Your, your prayers and your giving has gotten God's attention. Now, this is not a Christian guy. This is not a Jewish guy. This is a man of war, a Roman, a, non, a non-Jew, a Gentile. And yet he was giving... And praying in the in the in, in in his own way, reaching out for God, and it says that that got God's attention. Your prayers and your gifts have gotten God's attention. So somehow his giving, his generosity, opened his heart up, and he was able to receive this vision from God. The apostle Peter came in response to another vision, preached in Cornelius's house, and his entire household was saved. Excuse me, was saved. So. Don't ever underestimate the power of generosity. So, a love of the scriptures, prayer, being a part of a thriving church, and generosity are going to help us develop our ability to hear God. Well, now it's your turn. What did I miss? What other things can you think of that will help us to hear the voice of God more clearly? I'd love to know what you think. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment in the comment section for today's post. And while you're there, while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. I send out three blog posts a week. Actually, this podcast is one of them. And I also send out a subscribers-only newsletter that uh, we send that out once a month as well. And it's chock full of information about uh, my wife and I's um, international missionary work and other things that we're involved with, as well as uh, self-help and leadership teaching and, and other things that I know you'll love. So please, sign up. Let's be friends. Well, my friends, thanks for being with me. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep listening.